You remember that Jesus had gone to the River Jordan, been baptized by John the Baptist, then had gone out into the wilderness 40 days, tempted of the devil, got to the point where angels needed to come and minister to him, right? And then we have John chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day, so after Jesus had gone through all of that, three days later, he's off to Cana of Galilee, and he's about to do his first miracle. Pretty amazing how God's plan works out in ways that we wouldn't expect. God does some amazing things. We talked about the risk that God took with us. We talk about the risks that Peter took as he prayed to come out of the boat. We've talked about the risks that Jonathan took as he stormed the gates of the garrison. We've talked about taking risks today. We want to think about risky plans. Risky plans. Take a look with me at John chapter 2. In John chapter 2, Jesus is at the wedding in Canaan. His mother, being part of those planning this service, realized sooner than the regular guests that they were out of wine and came to Jesus with her problem. There's something to be said for coming to Jesus with our problems, huh? (laughs) Although Jesus' answer seems pretty abrupt to us, he was being culturally very respectful to his mother. And I like how his mother replies in verse 5 and said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Hmm. Verse 6, now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Six stone pots there. What were they for? For ceremonial cleansing, for washing, for, for purification after the manner of the Jews. And so they were just sitting there, and Jesus said to them, fill the pots with water. And I'm sure the, the servants were sitting there going, okay. Wait, what did his mom come there asking about? A shortage of wine. And says to the servants, do whatever he asks. And the first thing he asked them to do is fill some pots with some wash water. What? What's that all about? Okay, we're servants, we'll do it. So as they came there, you know, they'd take a bucket and pour it in there. Each each one, 20 or 30 gallons. So Darren, I need your help, man. 
20 or 30 gallons times 6. 120 to 180. That's a few buckets full of, full of water. Even if you got a 5-gallon can, that still takes a little while to fill up, right? So here they are filling up these water jugs, you know, these water pots. I don't know, how, how tall would it have to be to hold 30 gallons? Maybe something like that? What do you think? Something like that, maybe? And they're pouring water in, pouring water in. And I, you know, I'm sure they figure it's enough for all the guests to wash with right here, you know? We, we don't need to come here. It's, it's enough here. That's full enough, right? How about how we do what God has asked us to do? Do we do good enough for what we see Him asking for? You follow where I'm going with this? Sometimes we come up to these things and we hear God say, do this. And we think, okay, that's, that's good. I, I've, I've, I've done it. We each week keep Sabbath, yeah? As we keep Sabbath, are we keeping it as the Lord is asking us to? You know what I mean? Well, I didn't go to the restaurant this week, so I kept Sabbath. I, I just had the ball game on in the background. I, I wasn't really watching, but it's March Madness. Come on. Is, is that okay? Are we good enough? Are we filling the pots like Jesus is telling us to fill the pots? He said, fill them up. And what did the servants do? I love what these servants did. Check it out, verse 6, or verse 7. Jesus said to them, fill the pots, the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. They filled them up to the brim. Brothers and sisters, 99.9% pretty good. That's pretty good. But it's not to the brim. It's not filled. It's not filled. Do we want to ask for the Spirit 99.9%? Right? We've been praying for the Holy Spirit this week. Is 99.9% good? Or are we looking for filled to the brim? I want God to fill us. Not just... You know, a little bit. Not so you can see the water there, but to the brim. So it's flowing out, coming out, God's, God's Spirit in us. You see, obeying completely means filling it to the brim. Filling it to the brim. It is declaring, I trust God. I trust God. By obeying completely, we give God the opportunity to do something miraculous in our everyday. And that's pretty much what happened, right? I mean, think about this. Remember what happened at the end of verse 9 there. It says that uh, 
they took this water to, that had become wine, to the governor of the feast, to the master of the feast, and as they, they handed it to him, he said, wow, this is great, I don't know where you got this wine, but who knew? The servants knew, didn't they? The servants knew where this wine had come from because they had obeyed God. They had continued to do what he said all the way to the brim. They got to participate in a miracle. That's awesome. God gives us that opportunity as well. Then in verse 8, Then he said to them, Draw some out now. Now, if these, if these servants kind of exchanged glances, you know, when he asked them to fill up the water pots, what about now when he says, okay, draw some out? Hmm, all right, where are we going with this? And take it to whom? The master of the feast. Now, I want to ask you something. How many of you asked by your boss to bring a report the next day would show up with a pile of papers that were blank the next day? Well, I, you know, I, I, I expected them to get filled with facts and figures. You wouldn't just show up with blank paper, would you? Do you wonder if these servants, as they, as they took their dipper and, and put it in there, into that water pot, they knew what they had put in there? They'd spent a long time, bucket after bucket after bucket, pouring water in there, and now they're going to draw out and take it to the master of the feast? What? Would you, being asked by your boss to bring a report the next day, bring him a bunch of blank paper, hoping that something would be there. <laughs> Students did that with me in school, but, you know, it never did materialize. I don't know what happened there, but never happened. <laughs> would we expect, if we were a car mechanic, to hand the keys back to somebody without having fixed their car? Maybe you've had that experience. Maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> what would happen to a servant who knew that their wine was needed, was the, knew that the governor of the feast, the master of the feast, was looking for wine, what would happen to a servant who brought wash water to drink? That'd be pretty ugly. I know I wouldn't want to be there. But Jesus can do miracles. Thank you. Appreciate it. Someone said amen. Jesus can do miracles. Thank you. All right. Jesus does awesome things with our lives that sometimes seem like wash water. 
and he turns them into wine. God is able to do amazing things in our lives. What these servants did in pouring the water when they didn't understand, then drawing it out and taking... I wonder, can you see through stone? Could you tell what was in there once it was in there? You know what I mean? I think it would have been pretty hard to tell when it turned from water to wine while it's sitting in that pot, don't you think? But there it is. As they look there, they can't tell what's in there. What kind of faith would it have taken to put your dipper in there and say, I'm going to, maybe if I just disappear out the back door, this will work good, you know? Or I'll, I'll go to a part of the kitchen and dump it out and put in some real wine or something. You know what I mean? Aren't we tempted to do that sometimes as we obey the Lord? Right? You know? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of the tithe in, in a little bit as I, as, I, as I can get to it. And, and, and I'll work this out. And we say that kind of thing. When God has asked us to obey, even though we don't understand. Even though we don't get it. In our limited understanding, we just don't get how filling pots with wash water solves a wine problem. And sometimes we don't understand how a little bread and juice, what, what is that all about? How, do, how, does, how does bread and juice mean anything? And we think of this as just ordinary stuff. But our faith needs shoes on it. Our faith needs a dipper in its hand. Our faith needs to actually reach down and scoop up some of what was Water and is now wine. And you see then that obedience is simply faith in action. Because they could have reasoned this doesn't make sense, this isn't possible. How can what? How can I make a fool out of myself by taking wash water to the governor of the feast, to the master? How, how can I do that? I've got to figure out some way to make this work when we don't understand. We don't understand how coming here night after night, praying for the Holy Spirit in this place with a few people makes any difference to that guy in Publix or to that person at the gas station or to your neighbor that turns his music up too loud. How does that make any difference? This doesn't make sense, but God calls us to ask. 
for his spirit. It's a risky plan, don't you think? It's a risky plan to simply obey. Because it means your faith needs to be in action. That's what obedience is, right? We don't understand. Why does taking off my jewelry for God make any difference? He didn't ask you to understand. He simply asked you to obey. To be faithful. That's all it is. Nothing special. God's just asking us to commune with Him more than with our own thoughts about what's right, what's not, what should and what shouldn't, and how dare He ask me to risk my neck going to the governor with wash water. This communion is nothing but bread and juice if there's no faith involved. If you've come here looking for the ordinary, you'll leave here with the ordinary. If you've come here looking for the miraculous, you can leave here communing with divinity. It's a risky plan. Because God might ask me to do something I don't understand. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know why I have to. I don't. I... Let it all go. This is the time for letting it go. And in obedience, come in faith that God will do what he has asked us to do.